Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Well, life is never always a bowl of cherries, is it? Rarely are we happy, joy-filled every single day. There are times in our lives when the disappointments, the hearts, those unchosen but required new beginnings happen, just happen in our lives. Well, today we're going to talk about how to move through those disappointments that can just put huge roadblocks in your emotional well-being and consequently get in the way of you doing and creating what it is that you want. Well, welcome back to the Extraordinary Women podcast. I'm Sherry Harmel, founder and editor of the Extraordinary Women magazine, the must-have digital magazine for women looking for inspiration, tips, and support to create their fabulous next chapter and make their dream ideas happen. In both the Extraordinary Women magazine and the podcast, I share stories of women who are not celebrities, but women like you and me, who have chosen to create and live lives of true authenticity and passion with a focus on doing and making and creating. But the magazine has much more than interviews. And sort of like this podcast, it also has coaching tips ideas, insights, and even a dose of inspiration to help you to create your amazing and extraordinary next chapter, next project, or next business. Life is short, so let's get started making this year our best ever. Well, back to the discussion on disappointments. What often happens when we're dealing with a disappointment, whether it's a big one or a small one, is those disappointments make us question every decision we have ever made. You know, the disappointment happens and up pops a movie, a movie in our minds that plays out every single bad decision, choice, or even failure that we've ever had in our lives. It's so crazy. Let me give you a very minor example. When I came out of my divorce, I'd be the first to say I was needy. I was needy for friends. I was needy for a social group. I was needy to feel part of a tribe of sorts. Now, when we have needs, and in my case, looking for a tribe without any sort of discernment, we will attract people who probably unconsciously sense a perfect opportunity for them. Sounds weird, maybe to some of you. But you take one person who is needy and wants so badly to be, you know, part of a tribe, and what do they attract? People out there who like to be the hero, 
the center of attention, the strong one, the dominant one, the one the light shines on. Then what often happens is that as the needy person becomes healthier, they start to push against the dominating friend. They want a little bit of the limelight too, and that will create relationship problems. My friendships since my divorce have clearly reflected this pattern. I'm digressing a bit, but in a minute, you'll understand the example. I've done a lot of work on myself post-marriage, and last summer, a friendship I had had for five years or so blew up. At the time, I didn't know what was going on. But in retrospect, I realized that I had started to grab a little bit of the light by talking about my own successes and skills, and I probably adored this friend a little less, and the friendship ended. Well, fast forward to the other day, and the negatives of, this is a negative, of phone apps. I'm in a group that I'm a part of, as well as this former friend, and a few other people I know. Suddenly, all these alerts started popping up on my phone, and it was a text exchange between this former friend and her new best friend, quote-unquote. Someone my former friend had negatively spoken of for years to me. But now this was a love fest of friendship. For about five minutes after reading that exchange, or maybe it was more than five minutes if I'm perfectly honest, I was incredibly sad and disappointed. But what were my thoughts? I wondered what I had done that our friendship ended. It's like I had forgotten all of this. I wondered if the new best friend had any idea about all the snarky comments that had been said about her by this new best friend. Then I turned inward. I went so far as to think, maybe Sherry, you're not a good friend to anyone. So I bathed in this self-pity and negative self-judgment. Well, it took about 30 minutes until I finally woke up. My deep desire for truthful relationships had a strong talking with my small but still a little needy side. In the corporate world, we used to call these strong, honest conversations as a come-to-Jesus conversation. Why? I have no idea. But I was having one with myself. I reminded myself that I only want real and truthful friends in my life. I'm finished trying to accommodate people who hide their real selves behind multiple curtains of pretensions. So who cares what's going on in this specific group? They're not your peep, Sherry. And therefore, it doesn't matter that you've been excluded from their party. Just do you, Sherry. Well, I thought about this 30-minute experience, and I realized how powerful disappointments can stop us in our desire to keep moving forward, to keep marching towards whatever it is you are trying to create and do. So let me share a process with you that works. Step number one, let yourself be sad that something didn't happen. Let yourself feel the disappointment. Everyone who has a child who is graduating or in school or at university knows just how intensely disappointed our kids are over not being in school with their you know, fellow students due to COVID. 
Their disappointment was real, and so is yours. So let yourself acknowledge and feel your disappointment. It's there. Step two, observe your negative generalizations. I'm telling you, and if you think about it, as you go through this process, you'll hear things like, you never should have hired that person. You moved for all the wrong reasons. Of course that didn't work out. Nothing ever works out. You didn't do your homework on that person, that job, that idea. You said all the wrong things. You made something a big deal that shouldn't have been such a big deal. Now, if it helps, pull out a piece of paper and write down every negative statement that's going through your head. Sometimes when you write it down, you pull it out of your head and you throw it on that paper and it actually helps you consciously and subconsciously move through what it is that you're saying to yourself. Now, step three. And step three is all about switching sides of the courtroom in your head because it's time for you to bust all those negative statements you've just said to yourself, you said out loud, or you wrote down on paper. And if you're talking out loud, I suggest that you walk to a different place in the room or sit in a different chair to have this conversation. That actually helps. If you wrote down or made a list of all the negatives, I want you to now make a list of what is really true. Have this conversation. Yes, that relationship ended, but this is what I learned from it. Yes, that business idea didn't turn out to be what I expected, but I've taken the idea in a new direction that has much more potential. Yes, I learned I'm not a detail-oriented person. And I now know that I need to hire someone who is really good at details. So step three is all about countering every single negative generalization that you will make about yourself when you experience disappointment. As you go through this step, what will happen is you'll quickly realize that your negative generalizations are just hooey. There's no basis of truth in them. And often they are old beliefs and old stories that still hang around a little bit. Remember I said even after all the work I've done on myself post-marriage, there is a small part of me that's still needy? Yes, we can rewrite our stories and work on our beliefs, but be kind to yourself. You are a combination of every talent, every skill, and every experience in your life. And therefore, when disappointments happen, some of those untrue old generalizations will show up. The bottom line, though, is that you alone control how you deal with your disappointments. So acknowledge that disappointment. Let yourself feel it. Observe all the negative generalizations that you're coming up with. Write them down. Say them out loud acknowledge them and observe them. Now, flip it and tackle those general the generalizations, the negative generalizations with the truth, what is really true. And notice all of the positives that have come from the disappointment. I'm going to close with a quote that very interestingly showed up in my inbox the day I had my come-to-Jesus conversation with myself. And it's a quote from the Dalai Lama. And here it is. 
remember that not getting what you want is sometimes a wonderful stroke of luck. Thank you for joining me today. And if you liked our conversation, please give me a review. Reviews matter in the podcast world. Everything, as we all know, is now based on algorithms and therefore reviews matter. So do review this particular podcast if it touched you in any way and do come back for more. So now let me ask you, how is your year going? Are you ready to do it, life, whatever it is, differently this year? Well, the Extraordinary Women Magazine Circle is just what you need if you are committed to making this the year that you get started on your dream, the business, the project that you want. Yes, we always highlight two extraordinary women in each issue. Not the famous or the celebrity, but women like you, like me, who have stepped into their big dreams by creating something special. I say it's extraordinary women who are doing extraordinary things. But in our April issue, at the request of our fabulous subscribers, I've added a whole lot more coaching tips into the magazine. I love, absolutely love, that our subscribers tell us what they want. And the feedback was they want more of what they can use and apply in their own life and career. Now, I've been a coach for over 20 years. So what did I do? I added into the magazine some of my best actionable steps, strategies, and even exercises that you can use today as you create whatever it is that you're working on. So if you're a woman ready to get moving on that big audacious dream, go to ExtraordinaryWomenMagazine.com and join us. I want to thank you. Thank you for spending your precious time today with us because your time is the most important resource you have in creating your dream life. So I want you to know I appreciate it. I'm currently in Paris, so I will say a biento. And to everyone back in the States, I'll say see you soon. Thank you for listening today. If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another extraordinary woman. And if you have a moment, I very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too.